welcome to track number eight of the work of the ministry. It was early, so people had not yet come to the uh, OPD. What do you call OPD here? OPD. People had not yet come to the OPD. They had not come. I waited and waited and waited, and in the end, a lot of people came, and I still had to bath and change. And I said, ah, this delay is now bringing disgrace. So delays sometimes bring disgrace. Mercy. <laughs> so I said that instead of committing fornication, let me commit love. And some of you are disgracing yourselves. There are many of you who have been encouraging you to marry. You won't marry you've been fornicating. You've been sleeping together. Delay sometimes means death. Because maybe the one you should have gone, you didn't go. And then the later one that he went on was going to kill you. I said the later one that you went on, because maybe the person that, instead of marrying the one you should have married, now you've waited and now you are sleeping with somebody. And when a man really loves you and you also really love him, it's not easy when he says, baby, baby, I've missed you. Baby, I miss you. Baby Lee, I miss you. Maybe I've been calling your mobile. Your, how do you call it here? Your cell. Maybe I've been calling your cell, your cell phone. Baby Lee, can I see you tonight, baby? Where did you go, baby? Baby Lee, where did you go? So I went to a what? Shepherds come. Oh, I see. Baby Lee, when I heard your voice, when you answered, I was so happy because you always switched off. Can I see you tonight, baby? <laughs> I, I can only come after 10. I would like to see you. You know, I just passed by your house because I've missed you. I just wanted to see your house. <laughs> to encourage my... And you are now becoming more excited. The man is telling you lies and you are believing it. Mercy for baby Lee. <laughs> baby, I, I really miss you. Baby, you look so beautiful. Can I hold your hand, baby? He wants to hold more than your hand, but he's starting with the hand. you are wiser than God. Sometimes delay means disgrace. Sometimes delay means death. A man, he was invited to church over and over and over and over. They asked him, why don't you come? We want you to come to church. And every time he told the pastor, I'll come. Pastor, I'll come. Pastor, I'll, I'll, I'll come. So one day he came. That day the sermon was very powerful. The pastor preached with grace and zeal and there was a flow the whole church was full. The choir, then the choir sang. It was powerful. There was a powerful altar call. The brother didn't come forward though. And there was a powerful flow of the spirit. The everything and the announcement and everything was powerful. But the brother, I mean this man who had invited and invited and invited. He didn't give his life to Christ. He didn't get born again. And in fact he didn't even hear the sermon. Because it was his funeral. 
He was lying there. He was lying there in the box. He finally came. But he came too late. I said he finally came to church, but he came too late. He came for his own funeral. It was his funeral. That's why he came. When the preaching was going, powerful preaching, but he couldn't hear it. Powerful singing. They sang, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. But he didn't hear it. The pastor preached. He preached a sermon without, the, the topic was without. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Without me, you can do nothing. But he didn't hear it. Too powerful, but too late. His ears drums were no more working. He had been injected with formalin. They had, his body was, they had even removed his, they had done postmortem and everything. He was dead. So sometimes delay of something can mean your death. Your disgrace. Cancellation. Keep playing with God. That's why I say if God is calling you to work for him, whether you are young, whether you are old, you can work for him today. You can work for him now. It's better to start early. Because when you start early, you are able to achieve many of the things that God has called you to achieve. When you start late, many times, you are late. a lot of people come to church, they are limping already. You've got HIV. They are broke. They are owing a lot of people. They've got a child here and a child here. So when you are even preaching, you look some way. Because you came at a later limping stage. So I'm calling you to be ready. When we go out of this camp and tomorrow and the day after, be prepared. Be prepared. Be prepared. When your pastor calls you, he say, jump. Just ask him, what the height? How high are we supposed to jump? Don't, don't say, we jumped yesterday. We jumped the day before. We are holding cheese. We are holding bread. This is not a time. Pastor, you must know there is a time for everything. Why do you call for me for a meeting when we've come for a wedding? Why do you call for a meeting? Yesterday there was a meeting. Last week there was a meeting. When are we going to have enough of this meeting? We are tired of meetings, Pastor. We haven't said it, but we are tired of meetings. Sometimes I call my choir. And my singers, I sit them down and I tell them, this is not a, 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 a concert. It's a church. I will call you to sing every day, anytime. I will say, sing as many songs. Keep singing. When I say sing, just sing. It's not a concert. It's not a special thing that you have to have some special announcement and special uh, time that you wait and prepare and so on. It's, it's a church. Church, we are always preaching. We are always singing. Not something I have to ask permission. When they are new, I realize when I ask them, can you sing or something, they make their oh. It's like we weren't told that we were singing. A choir that is not ready to sing. It's not worth being called choir. We might as well call you performing art, pe- performing musicians, and send you to the theaters to go and sing, but not in the church. You say you are now mature, so you don't sing to disgrace yourself. Any, any song that you sing, we must, it must be set in perfection. You are, you are backsliding. That's why you are talking like that. You are backsliding. That's why you talk like that. That's why we can't call you to sing at any time. That's why we can't say sing. Sing. I was bringing some uh, musicians along with me, but they couldn't come. But if I said, I just tell to them, sing. Keep singing. Sing another one. Sing this one again. And I remember sometimes when they are new, you ask them, sing again. They say, <laughs> Anyway, then they will start singing. 
Grace and mercy and forgiveness and atonement. It's because you are civilian, non-militarized Christians. I don't call you a choir. I call you a singing, performing arts. Artist. Mercy, Lord. The next one is the law of alertness. Alertness. You see, before you can be. Turn with me to Judges chapter 7. Can you find Judges? You know where it is. If you are looking around Ephesians and Colossians, you are lost. Judges is nowhere there. Mercy, Lord. I need to look in the index before I can find Judges. <laughs> judges, chapter 7. I say alertness. You must be, you see, alert means that even as you are sleeping, there's a certain, you see, it's a little different from being ready. It's like you are on, it's like you are on guard. You're on guard. You're on guard. You are, you are tuned to the battle. You are tuned to the realities of evil. When you sit in a car, you don't just sit in the car and just go and say, oh, we are going. You must, be, you must be alert. You must be conscious of yourself. There are some cars you shouldn't sit in. There are some journeys you shouldn't go on. There are some people who are agendas and satanic assignments for your life. There are some people loaded with HIV inside their testes that is about to be injected into you. That have been sent to you to lie to you and to deceive you and to kill you. To shorten your life and to take you away from this earth. Their semen is full of the HIV, the most virulent form of the HIV virus. Ready to inject you. And you are not alert. When they tell you, I love you. <laughs> then you are laughing. Foolish girl, why should you laugh? You are not alert. That is why you are laughing. Some of you are so ready to receive love. That you are ready to almost leave anything. Just because of love. I need you to comfort. I need somebody to hold me. I need, I need somebody to comfort me. Baby Lee. Baby Lee, I love you. Ricky. Ricky Z. I, I, I also love you, Ricky. I love you, Ricky. I love you, Ricky. <laughs> you just want somebody to wipe your tears away. Just want somebody to tell you I love you. You know he's lying, but you want to hear it. You want him to say things that are not true, and you know they are not true. But you enjoy it. You must be, you must be alert. You must be alert. For somebody who is just, I've just, you've just left yourself. You can't just leave yourself like that. You can't just leave yourself. The Bible said the devil is going around like a roaring lion. Looking for somebody. Looking for somebody to get. Somebody to floor. Somebody to cross the leg for him to trip. Somebody to deceive. Somebody to lie to. Somebody to tell. Somebody to, to become an orangu. There's some, by all means, as we are sitting here, there's somebody here who Satan can use as an orangu. And you sit down and you just relax and say, me, I know that it's not me. What do you? The Bible says that, the Bible says that you that think that you stand. 
Take heed. You are the very person who rather is the one who is in danger. People who think they can fall and people who think they are not worthy and people who think that they need the grace of God, they are the strongest and most stable. Those who think that they are okay, they are the most people, the people who in most danger. When we are preaching, those who feel it doesn't apply to them, they are the ones it applies to. Alertness. I say alertness. 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 You must sense the spirit. You must know when it's time to pray. I say you must know when it's time to pray. You must feel tongues coming in your spirit. There are times that it's flowing like a river. You realize that there is some prayer in you. Something is coming out. The spirit is witnessing to your spirit that there is something that you need to pray about. You don't just turn around and sleep. God gives you a vision. There are times that I sleep. In the first one minute of my sleep, I have a vision. And one day I had a vision like that, and I just turned out. Oh, oh. I thought this is a very wild vision. And I thought of oh. for me to get up now and take my book and write this thing. I just turned myself. When I woke up in the morning, I said yesterday, God told me something very wild. Well, what is it? Up till today, I've been praying, praying to find I cannot remember that thing. And I find, oh, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to remember. It's not coming. It's lost. So the other day, the Lord spoke to me. I was lying down and I had a very sudden, wild, because sometimes the Lord gave me wild visions. And I saw, as soon as I got up out of my chair, I said, this one, I've seen one before. I took my book. I've seen one. Tell somebody, I've seen one before. I've seen one before. I'm not going to be fooled the second time. It's time to be alert. Amen. You must be sort of... Sometimes my wife tells me, when I'm sleeping, I'm praying. I'll be in bed. I'll be, I'm asleep. I'm sleeping, but I'm praying. It's only your wife who can tell you or your husband. It shouldn't be your boyfriend. Hey, what are you doing with your boyfriend in the night? What is wrong with you? And if it's your boyfriend, you are just praying, Lord, forgive. Mercy, Lord. Mandolo Brakadabara. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. I don't know how I came here, Lord. Have mercy on me, Lord. <laughs> if you are not alert, you can't be in the army. They will shoot you down at any time. Judges chapter 7. And Jerubal, who is Gideon, and all the people who were with him, rose up early and pitched beside the well of Harod, so that the hosts of the Midianites were on the north side of them. Verse 2. And the Lord said to Gideon, the people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hand, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, my own hand has saved me. Now therefore go and proclaim in the ears of Israel, whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people 20 and 2,000. And there remained 10,000. We will talk about fear. This one is not fear. <laughs> Verse 4. And the Lord said unto Gideon, There people are yet too many. Bring them down into the water, and I will try them for thee there. And it shall be that of whom I say unto you that this shall go with you, the same shall go with thee. And whosoever I say unto you, this shall not go, the same, he shall not go. So, God said, take them to the water. I'm going to show you a sign. Those who should be in the army. Verse 5. So he brought down the people to the water. 
And the Lord said unto Gideon, Everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue as a dog lappeth, him thou shalt set by himself. Likewise, everyone that boweth down upon his knees to drink. And the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were 300. And all the rest of the people bowed down on their knees to drink water. And the Lord, and the Lord said to Gideon, By the 300 men that lapped, I will save thee and deliver the Midianites into their hand. Amen. All right. Now, then verse 6. And the number of them that lapped, putting their hands to their mouth, were 300. You see, some people got down on their knees like this. Hmm? And then they, they turn to drink. You are a foolish soldier. Somebody can shoot you from somewhere. Hey, I said you are a foolish soldier. Somebody can shoot you. You have forgotten that you are a soldier at war. But 300 of them, they took the water like that. They are laughing the water like that. They are putting their hands to their mouth. These were the alert, elite forces of the Lord, ready to be used at any time. Even once we are drinking water, carrying cheese, carrying bread, we are ready to be used by the Lord. Lord, you have forgotten about everything just because of water. Lord, ah, 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 I've seen my beloved. Ah, I've seen my, I've got a husband. I've forgotten about everything. Of the 300 that put their hands to their mouth, I let. Even as you are, sometimes I can be committing love with my, with my wife. I'll be speaking in tongues. I'll be holding my wife. As I'm putting the water to my mouth, as I'm putting it, I am, I am alert. I am in the spirit. I am doing it in the name of Jesus. Mercy, Lord, forever. <laughs> because of water, you are forgotten that you are a soldier. Because of water, you are forgotten about the existence of the enemy. Because of one little relaxation and pleasure that the Lord gives you, you have let down all your guards, drinking from the thing, instead of bringing the water up to your mouth. Atonement. I said, mercies. Sometimes I see, especially the ladies. Because you see, your desire for a husband is a curse. <laughs> you don't enjoy what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a case. <laughs> you see, if I speak to what do you call um, termites which fly? What name do you have for them here? You know, when they come out, do you have termites here? Do they have? And in the in the in the uh, when it rains, then they come out and they all fly. Uh -huh. what, what do you call them? Butterfly? Do you have any local name? Any Zulu name or? What do you call that? Minamene. Menemene. Menemene. If I say to a menemene that your desire for the light shall be a curse to you, it means that through that desire, many of you will be hurt. And the men and men, when the lights are on, 
you see them coming to the light. And they come. And they come to the light. They come to the light. And I said that your desire, listen to me. That's where I'm going. Your desire for this light, it shall be a curse to you. It means that through that desire for a light, a lot of bad things will happen to you. Many of you will die. Many of you will go astray. Many of you will never become queen termites and king termites and be able to become what you are supposed to be through that desire. And that's what the Lord told Eve. Your, as a curse. And said, the Lord cursed the woman and he said that your desire shall be for the man and he shall rule over you. These two things are curses. You have a desire, but it's, it's embodied as a curse. You can't get away from it. That's why sometimes you have some women, they are so anointed, they want to serve the Lord and everything. Just a man. Just, I love you. I'll marry you. Follow. Through that, you see them abandoning their ministry, leaving God. Doing, you just marvel. You just marvel. May you be free. In Jesus' name. And may your marriage not become a curse to you. Hallelujah. So, even in that blessing, I remember one lady, she was married. And I asked her, did you come for the all night? No. (laughs) Mercy forever. But when she was not married, she was coming for the all night. One day, she had some serious marital problems. So she started coming for all night. <laughs> but you see, I remember when she was in the house with her husband and she would lie down. She said it herself. She would lie down and her husband would also be lying by her and they, you know. You see, one marriage that you have married doesn't mean you should just leave yourself like that and forget <laughs> about everything. Because marriage is not everything. Marriage will not even make you happy. God will make you happy. So when her husband said, it's time for the all night, she said to him, oh, let's sleep. So they just slept. And they kept doing that. And she was rather, some of the women, I don't know why they don't encourage their husband to serve the Lord. One lady said, I don't want my husband to be a pastor at all. When they said, all those who would like to be pastors, her husband stood up. And she said, something in me wanted to pull him down. I wanted him to sit down. Why should you stand up? Why should you be a pastor? She didn't want it. Then when the trouble came, then she was running back. Because even in the midst of your enjoyment or your pleasure or your promotion or your job sends you, travel here, dude, you must be alert. You've got a job as an air hostess, you must be alert. Because there are some, the air hostesses, they sleep among themselves and they sleep with the pilots and they sleep among themselves. Or your job at whatever, people still have sex in their office. They have sex standing and sitting and lying. Mercy forever and atonement. <laughs> One secretary, her boss said, come and sit on my laps. You see, the fact that you've got a nice job doesn't mean as a warrior. You must just leave your guards. You must be alert. And you must know that Satan will like to kill you at any time. 
So as we go from this place, alertness. Amen. Amen. The next one. There are a lot of laws. There's no way we can look at all the laws. We'll never finish. The law of sacrifice. First, go back to First Samuel chapter. Is there any drink for me? Coke or something? Something cold? Okay, let's take a break for five minutes. You are blessed. First Samuel seventeen. Are you there? And David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. Amen. And Saul armed David with his armor. Amen. And he put a helmet of brass upon his head. Also he armed him with a coat of mail. And David gathered his sword upon his armor. And he assayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag which he had even in a scrip are you there and he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones and the sling was in his hand verse 41 and the philistine came on and drew near unto david and the man that bare the shield went before him and when the philistine looked about he saw david he disdained him for he was but a youth and ruddy, and of a fair countenance. Amen. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog, that thou cometh unto me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the earth and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. <laughs> you also see the law of confident speaking when you are going to war. This one says, I will give your flesh to the character. This one says, I will give your flesh to the... Uh, so you can just add that law. The law of confidence. I could have called it the law of Muhammad Ali. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had that gift. Amen. When you are going to fight uh, the war, you must be confident. And you must be able to say, we will, we will be able to start a church. We will build churches. I will preach. 
by the grace of God, I can do the work of the Lord. God is going to help us. It's going to work. God is moving with our, with our lives. Our ch- people were annoyed when we started calling, we started saying our church, the mega church. Some people were annoyed. They didn't enjoy it. But we called it the mega church. Even if we had 20 people in a small classroom, we'll write the mega church. Because it's a confession. So, David was confidently saying what he believed in and what he was going to do. And he did it. Now, sacrifice. You see, you will notice that David, naturally speaking, was about to have his flesh given to the fowls of the air. Oh, you don't appreciate what I'm saying. Naturally speaking, David was going to have his flesh. You can welcome my wife with a clap offering. Mercy forever. The law of alertness. Now, David was going, naturally speaking, to be fed to the fowls of the air. And that's frightening. To stand before a giant, naturally, you're going to lose the fight. It's going to happen. You're going to lose the fight. Is it not frightening? But I'm prepared to go. She's the one. God used it. Up till today, I've not yet seen or heard of or read of any person with miracles like this woman. If you ever get a chance to buy that book, Daughter of Destiny by James, Jamie Buckingham, make sure you buy it. Daughter of Destiny. Read it. And read through. They have not, and I once had a book eh, written by a doctor. It pains me that that book is lost. With the scans and the x-rays and what have you. Cancers of the hips with big, you see the scan big like that with the blood vessels. You see it on the x-ray big. You see the camp miracles and after the whole scan, everything is gone down. You see the scan one year, two years, three years after. Big cancer. <sighs> I've not seen it. I've not even read it. Fantastic mirror. People, this one was written. When she go and preach at the church, the people will ring and say, this woman is a very bad person. Cut, cut her out. They kept canceling her out, canceling her out. And God said, I will use because I forgive. Because those of you who think you haven't broken somebody's mind, you have broken somebody's mind without knowing it. How many here, pastors, the, the men who are pastors, how many of you have committed fornication since you became pastors? I look, you see now. How many of you have, Bible says that, how many of you have looked, the Bible says, whosoever looketh upon a woman, atonement and grace, sanctification and purification. (laughs) How many of you, you see, when I say the pastors, since you became a pastor, you have been involved in adultery and fornication. Stand up. They are not standing up. Okay. How many of you have looked at a woman to last after her in your heart? Not, not that you are... That. <laughs> Pastors, if you have ever... And, and last means to desire. 
Stand up or raise up your hand. Raise your stand up. Stand up and say. <laughs> Mercy and grace. <laughs> you are not included there. Uh, hey. No, stand up. If you are, you are included, stand up. Ah, look at your pastor. Look at your pastor. So you see all these pastors are fornicators and adulterers. According to Jesus Christ. That is why, that is why Jesus said, judge not. First look at the beam in your eye. The big blank log in your eye. Before you look at the moat in somebody's eye. I wouldn't want to ask how many times? <laughs> Grace and forgiveness! <laughs> Perhaps, even today, as we are having camp meeting, some of them have been committing fornication. Sometimes they are in church and they look and say, Oh, in your heart, you don't even think about it. Oh. <laughs> that- Maybe today already at least four or five times. You better call on the blood quickly. The blood of the lamb. That's why the Bible says you shouldn't judge anybody. Because when you judge, you find yourself that the sentence you've written is your sentence. You write that ten years imprisonment, not knowing that if you had even written one year, you would have had only one year. But because you wrote ten years, it was your sentence. That's why I said, judge not that ye be not judged. When you wrote on the thing, rule him out, not knowing that the him was you. When you were writing judgment for pastors who you read about and say, that man has fallen, this and that, this one is that and that, not knowing that what you were saying, you were saying, as you said, oh, the man is a, a, what you call is a moral, something, something, he's a disgrace. So you were writing about yourself that I am a disgraced person, I am a moral, whatever. You were writing for yourself. So therefore, that's why Jesus said, don't judge, don't write any judgment because you are writing your own judgment. Romans 2 verse 1, thou art inexcusable, O man, that judges another for thou that judges doeth the same things. And wherein thou judges another, thou condemnest thyself. Romans 2 verse 1. Wherein you keep writing judgment and say, You, you saw Ray Macaulay has divorced and you are talking. Huh. You are writing, say, oh, this and that and that and that. As you are writing, eh, look carefully at what you are writing. It's all about yourself. Wherein thou judges another, thou condemnest thyself. You have condemned yourself already. That's why I wouldn't like to have any So, What do you think about? I don't think about anything. Somebody came and asked me, somebody came and asked me, what do, I, what do I think about? One pastor was fighting with another pastor on television. And this one said so many things. And he asked me, what do I think about this? I said, I don't think about I don't think about that. I don't think about that. Tell somebody, I don't think about that. Okay, pastors, please sit down. How many of you have 
killed somebody before. You killed somebody before. In the church. You murdered somebody. So, there are four murderers in the church. Okay. Five, six. You see, you don't even know your state. The Bible says, who so hated his brother is a murderer. Pastors, how many of you have hated somebody before? Stand up, please. Madras, madras, madras. <laughs> That's why me, I have people in my house praying for me for mercy and forgiveness daily. I ask them to cry out for me for forgiveness because I tell you, that's the reality. We have people we hate. We have people when we see we are not happy. We have people that we have not forgiven. And we have bitterness in our heart. And, we, and we, we want to hear something bad happen to them. When we hear something bad, we immediately think, oh, God, is, God himself is dealing with them. God himself, hey, God himself is judging them. God has moved. God has seen everything. What bad thing is happening to them is the judgment of God because of how they believe. I won't say anything, but God himself has seen from heaven. Oh Lord, move. Avenge thy servant, oh God, speedily. He's reaping what he has sown. Were you to reap for just for one minute what you have sown? Were you to reap it? <laughs> so these people that God is using, yeah, God has just decided to close his eyes. He's using you with closed eyes. The blood has closed his eyes. I say the blood of Jesus has closed his eyes. He cannot see. He said, without to mark iniquity, who shall stand? Look at this Peter and all these pastors. Peter and all these guys. All of them orangus. When Jesus was dying on the cross, none of them were there. When Jesus was dying, no, I don't know if you have ever died before or had a sensation of dying or drowning. You sort of see. It's like you are going. So Jesus in his last moment, he just tried to open his eyes. Who is the man? Peter. Who is around? Peter, Thomas. Look. No, Peter. Thomas. Who? Magdalene. Magdalene. And his mother. But Peter and other were not around. But who was there? The demonized Magdalene. Everybody look at her, marked her. Is it when they were casting? Remember? She was screaming and she was coughing and rolling on the floor. The demonized. She's the one who came to. She's the one. As Jesus was telling, he was looking for his James and John, the one he took to the Mount of Transfiguration to see if they have also come to the cross to help him and encourage him. <laughs> James was eating a papa the lame at his house. John, John was John was asleep as Jesus was dying on the cross. James was eating Mohebeli Lama, and somebody was back trying to get his fishing business revived. That was it. They fled. They fled as far as possible. To flee is in between running and flying. <laughs> Mercy and atonement and grace. But Magdala, Magdalene Mary, she came. She came. In fact, she's the only one who was at the most important event of Jesus' life. She's the only one. And his mother. 
and the other Mary. The most important reason for which the crusades and all that were not the main, that's why he stopped. How many, Jesus didn't finish most of his preaching. Jesus preached and will stop halfway. Take the parable of the soul and he'll stop. Then later the crew said, why did you understand what he said? Yeah, they are, they are blind. So this is the meaning. This is the meaning that he was praying to them. A lot of his preaching, he stopped in the middle. He didn't even bother to finish. They were so some way to him. So God is not using you because you are good, because you are perfect, because people have ruled you in or ruled you out. God is using you because he has just chosen by his grace and his love and his mercy that I will use. And if he is using you, he's not using you because you are good. In fact, the more mature you become, the more you will know and understand that you are being, you, you are nothing. And the grace of God is all, 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 all is the grace. The grace. Therefore, your comments are not needed. Your ideas, your opinions, your, 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 your remarks. Your remarks about people who are working for God. Who are trying. Even that fornication, they went to fornicate. They fornicated because they were doing the work. And on the way to the work, it's only the man who is carrying the pot to the river to go and fetch water who can break that pot. But you don't carry the pot, so you can't even break the pot. So your remarks are not even needed or necessary. He said he has gone into doctrinal error. The only reason why he gone into doctrinal error because he's on working on doctrines. You dear, you don't even know what a doctrine is. How can you even ever make an error in a doctrine? Therefore, the one who has made the error in the doctrine is greater than the one who never even knew any doctrine. We criticize Pontius Pilate. Jesus said, the ones who brought you, brought me to you, they have the greater sin. So God is not going to use us in South Africa because of our nice faces or because of our, of our educational background. But he's going to use us because we are willing. If you can use anything, here I am, Lord. If you lack nothing, I'm here. If you lack a woman, Lord, I'm here. And God's going to use women because a lot of the men won't do it. Yeah. Lord, can you use an unmarried girl? Yes, I can use an unmarried girl. Lord, can you use somebody who cries a lot? Yes, I can use somebody who cries a lot. In fact, I prefer people who cry. I prefer people with emotions and feelings. These kind of people who feel they are mature and they are, they are becoming mature, you are rather backsliding. You have no feeling for the works of God. You have no compassion. The Bible says always Jesus had compassion. You don't have any feeling. You are in the church like a boom. Statue of liberty. <laughs> I will call you a statue of backsliding. Mercy and grace for you. Yes. Can you use somebody who is emotional? Yes, I can use. I like using such people. Can you use a young person? Yes, I can use a young person. I use David. Can you use somebody with a lot of problems? I can use somebody with a, a lot of problems. Can you use somebody whose father doesn't like him? Yes. Can you use somebody whose father and mother didn't look after him? Can you use somebody who is the son of a thousand fathers? Do you know what is a son of a thousand fathers? A son of a thousand fathers is somebody whose father is not really known. Was it James? Was it John? Was it uh, Michael? Was it uh, Ricky Z? Was it Slappy J? Was it Baby Lee? Who was it? We don't know. We are not sure because there were 37 of them be between the last couple of weeks with so many people. 
and we are not sure who it is. Son of a thousand. Can you use the son of a thousand father? Yeah. One lady came to me and said to me, I went to do a blood test. I found out that my father is not my father. I said, don't worry, God can still use you. So this medre, what, you see, why didn't tell you something? I was preaching when I was praying when and the Lord showed me a vision of a camp like this. It was a hall like this. One of our churches. And he said to me these two words, murderers and adulteress. And I said, what? Adulteress and murderers, the whole church. And the Lord said, adulteress and murderers. I said, it cannot be. And then the Lord showed me that anyone who looked after somebody to last is, and there are women here, some of you, you fall in, in love. When we are preaching to you, you are falling in love with somebody's husband. Mercy. You are thinking to yourself, wouldn't it be nice if I had somebody like that? Oh, I love the way he preaches. Oh, I love the Oh, man, Jesus. I shall feel the love. <laughs> one, one, one lady came up after church and, and she came to ask my wife the, the pastor who was leading the worship and he was singing Lord I give you my heart I give you my soul and he said is, is he married he said oh yeah he's married he said oh <laughs> 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 she had fallen in love with him when he was leading the worship some of you fall in love with the worship leader you fall in love with the choir director you fall in love with visiting preachers you fall in love with evangelists as you are watching them you are lasting after them in your heart mercy and forgiveness and atonement and grace But God is going to use us anyway. I said, go anyway. I said, go anyway. I said, you may be bad, but go anyway. You may have had a lot of problems, but go anyway. You may have slept with so many people, but go anyway. I said, go anyway. Go anyway. God is going to use you anyway. Because he likes, he likes nothing. I said, God is a God of taking. Bible says in the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning. God would prefer to start with something from the beginning. Bible said the earth was covered with darkness and void. There was a void and there was emptiness and nothingness and darkness. And God in the beginning came and he converted the darkness and converted the emptiness and converted the nothingness and made it into a beautiful earth. And he said, let there be light. I see God bringing light into your life. He said, let there be sun and moon and star. I see God bringing those things into your life. He said, let there be. Let there be. Let there be. I see emptiness, but let there be light. Let there be something. Let there be trees. Let there be rivers. Let there be lakes and let there be rivers. I see there's nothing there. In the beginning, God saw there was nothing. In the beginning of your life, God can see that there's nothing. But he still stretched out his hand to you and said, Let there be something in my daughter. Let there be something in my son. Let there be something in my child. Let there be something where there was nothing. He saw the darkness. And he saw the sin and the difficulty. He said, let there be a sun. Let there be a light now. A big light and a small light. A greater light and, and a smaller light. Let there be light where there was darkness. 
I see God putting on a light in your life. I say, I see him putting on a light in your life. He's putting on a big light and a smaller light. Uh, and he's lighting up the places, the darknesses and the cobwebs uh, and the places of hiding things and hidden things. He's putting on the light in your life. Let there be a greater light and a lesser light. And let the light come on where there are ghosts and, and cobwebs and frightening stories and frightening things. Let the light come on now. The Bible says the light shineth and the darkness cannot stay there, cannot comprehend it. You may be a murderer, you may be a killer, you may be an adulterer, you may be whatever. Uh, God will use you. You may not have passed your matric, but God will use you. You may have failed your exam, but God can still use you. David failed all his exams. That's why he was sent to the, to the, to the field. His father, would, his father was hoping he would die. So that he would not have a disgraceful child like David. The lion couldn't finish him off and the bear couldn't. He was hoping for a tiger or a python or a snake to bite him from the wilderness. No snake will bite you in Jesus' name. When God has chosen, when God has chosen you and God has decided to use you, nothing can eat you up. God is going to use you. Sister, I say I feel a special grace and anointing falling on all daughters of the Lord and all those who stand in the house of the Lord. God is pouring that grace and oil upon your life right now in the name of Jesus. I see preachers and pastors. I see women evangelists and healing anointings and giftings of the Spirit coming upon your life oh i see people singing for the lord i see singers being released i see people singing for the lord rising up to do the work of the ministry it shall come to pass i say god is a god of taking things from the beginning taking things from the back taking things when they are dark taking things when there's nothing there taking things that are empty taking the mistake of your life god is taking the mistakes in your life and he's turning it around and he's going to create something beautiful and the Bible says, and God saw that it was good. And God saw that I see something good coming into your life. Something good. And the Bible says, God saw that it was good. And he said he saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. God sees that it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good and it's coming into your life. It's good and it's coming into your life. I said it's good and it's coming into your life. I said something good is coming into your life. I said something good is coming into your life. Oh, something good. I said something good. I don't care if it's dark. I see something good. I don't care if you're broke. I see something good. I don't care if you're down. I see something good. I don't care if you're bad. I see something good. I don't care if you're empty. I see something good. I see something good. And God saw that it was good. And God saw that it was good. You can be used by God. You are the next person to be used by the Lord. You are the next vessel to be used by the Lord. You are the next vessel to be used by the Lord. You are the next vessel to be used by the Lord. God will choose you. God will raise you. I lift your hand and receive the anointing of the Lord right now. Bless and anoint, Lord. Heal and deliver, Lord. Touch, Lord. Touch, 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 touch. Receive the grace of God. Receive the anointing of the Lord. 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 Receive the grace of the Lord. Receive the grace of the Lord. Receive the grace of the Lord. Receive the anointing of the Lord. Manda Sakala Lamonde Belese Melende. Oh, I see, I see. Emptiness is taken away. Emptiness is taken away. Emptiness is taken away. Receive. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed of the Lord. Be blessed of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Masakondolomo Shakamaralane. 
in the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning of your life, in the beginning of your ministry, is darkness and emptiness and nothingness. And God said, I've chosen it. I've chosen this darkness. I've chosen the darkness. I've chosen this darkness. I'm putting something in there. I'm putting something in there. I'm going to use her. I'm going to use him. I like it. I like you. God says, I like you. My son, I like you. My son, I like you. My daughter, I like you. I like you. I want you. I want to use you. My child, I want to use you. I want to use you. My son, I want to use you. I want to use you. I want to use you. I like you. I've chosen you. I want you. I want you. I want to use you. Mando Sakaramaloshe. Mando Bresumele Kenstromoleshe. I like you. I want you. I have chosen you. I'm going to use you. I am going to use you. I am going to use you. I am going to use you. I use my son David. And I'm going to use you. I want to use you. I want to use you. I don't care how dark it is. I don't care how empty it is. I want to use you. Ah, receive it now. It's falling all over you. Receive it now. 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 Oh, I want to use you. I like you. I like you the way you are. I like you. I want to use you. I want you. My son, my daughter, I have called you. I want you. I like you. I want to use you. I want to use you. I want you to work for me. I like you. I know you're dark. I know there's darkness everywhere. I know there's emptiness. I know that you don't know anything. I know that you don't know the word of God. But I want to use you. Lift your hand and receive the grace of God. Use them, Lord. Use the blood. 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 Use the If you can use anything, Lord. If you can use anything, Lord. If you can use anything. I want it. Lift your hand and tell God I want it. I like it, Lord. I want your anointing, Lord. I love your anointing. Receive the anointing now. Receive the anointing now. I like it, Lord. I want it, Lord. I want you to use me, Lord. I like the anointing, Lord. I like your work, Lord. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. I want to be used, Lord. I want to serve you, Lord. I want to serve you, Lord. Use me, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless Lord. Heal and deliver, Lord. Heal and deliver, Lord. Heal and deliver, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
che parla la massa ombra le nere mando il crevelene se me l'endo malonare mando cabala manasa manere le menare mando cabala la manala la manala oh just accept the god gift just accept the call of god accept the gift of god accept the call of god accept the gift of god accept the call of god accept the gift of god accept the call of god asakala mashomole mole ramasandari la bebendele bebendele masakatele belere masentele bebendele bebendele madoko bololo mashibele bebendele use lord Lord, you are 